I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to the Fear Podcast about the overlap between comedy and horror. My name is Sarah Morgan. Hello. Hi. Hi, Kimabo. How you doing? I'm pretty cool, man. Let's act like we've just met. Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Hi. Nice to meet you. Wow. What are you doing in the studio? Oh, man. I just appeared here. Uh, Sometimes I like to sneaky sneak. I'm a sneaky (laughs) little sneaker. You turn around and maybe behind you. That's just how I am. Yay. (laughs) Oh, I'm so happy to see you. Uh, I don't know where to start. Tell me. So this is obviously a podcast about, like, fear. This is a podcast? What? Oh, sorry. We just had some mic time. Yeah, this is different. It's unsettling. Okay, all right, cool. I can get into that headspace. <laughs> what did you think it was? I just wanted to hang out. You no, know sure. what I, mean? I thought we'd just record oh. it and we'd listen to it later. And I bought all this amplification equipment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I'm oh, so sorry. It's cool, though. That's fine. I definitely am down to be on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of I mean, you don't really do a lot of podcasts. So. Yeah, I'm not sure what they are as a concept, but it seems cool. I like it. I like 2019. Podcast. Mm. Podcasting. Podcast. You're talking about fear, yeah. but also comedy. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, there is, to me, as someone who isn't a stand-up, I think there's there's, the, there's that stat, isn't there, that like people who... Um, public speaking is like people's biggest fear, and their second is like dying yeah, in a fire. It's or something. weird, yeah. It's like it's like death. It's like losing someone, public speaking, and then death. Yeah, and I'm just like, how is that Trump death? To talk about comedy related fear. Yeah, why oh. not? Talk about oh. talk about how you how you deal with or do you get anxious before you go on stage? Oh. How do you? Lately, I've been <laughs> lately I've been experiencing uh, some. Well, uh, I've always experienced like tummy stuff in the way of fear. Like the way I can best describe it is like I don't know if you've ever waited for your mom in the principal's office, but the <laughs> shit that your stomach does. Yes, it's like I'm not here for it. Um, and recently, that's been coming back into play. Interesting. So um, sometimes I'm I go through different like. Um, different ranges of like being good at like knowing what I'm feeling and being able to admit that Mm. so knowing what I'm feeling and then being able to honestly say to myself okay but we're a bit anxious right now Mm. and why are we anxious okay and that's all right Um, and recently it's like I've gone into some kind of weird denial (laughs) where I want to admit to myself I'm anxious but then I just haven't eaten all day and now I have to take a really watery shit (laughs) And I'm like, cool, so we know this. All right. Yeah. My, your body is literally eating itself. Really, yeah. You know, from the inside. Yeah. Like when your stomach gets all, all it's like. It's so weird. Um, yeah. And I'm like, why can't. I'm like, this has become the sign mm. at this point where I'm like, I can't like admit it to myself that I'm nervous about this. So instead, I'll just like 
listen to music like I listen to like really hardcore hip hop and get nice. really pumped up nice. like fast tempo heavy bass I'm like yeah 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 I'm the gangster of comedy <laughs> these are my streets <laughs> trying to like pump myself up so just be listening to this music trying to develop this like rational irrational level of confidence mm. like trying to oh, feel like Kanye of, yeah yeah I saw your uh, <laughs> as well as like millions of other things like the guilty feminist and, and, oh, and femmes of colour comedy which I'm going to talk shenanigans. about in a bit. Yeesh and shenanigans. But you also did a fucking TED talk. Huh. That is cool. Okay, that is it's really upsetting. This is a sore subject. No, not oh. really. But oh, basically, it's still not up on the TED channel. So anybody who's watched it has watched it on my YouTube, which doesn't feature anything good. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? It's just that and like a you. hidden video of me <laughs> singing Ho Hey by the Lumineers like five years ago. I did like a cover and I, now it's that's listed as private because as soon as I uploaded that I was like I need to see what else I've uploaded over the years mm. because people are going to know that I'm uh, real strange Amazing. But your TED talk, tell me, talk to you, your TED talk was called What Can You Do? Yeah, so that was like a strategic, like, clicky name. Yeah. But that was also way, way before he went to the White House. Yeah. It was literally, like, like at least six months before mm-hmm. all of the, like, recent madness. Yeah. Like, at that point, I didn't even think he was, like, confirmed as, like, bipolar, <laughs> which is a, I have bipolar disorder, mm. so that's what I was talking about in the talk or whatever and I'm like yeah but don't be afraid of yourself or whatever <laughs> super hypocritical shenanigans but it's basically talking about how there are moments where I get quite nervous mm. and quite fearful and then uh, listening to a bit of like Kanye mm. and like music with similar vibes will kind of like bring me up and perk me up and I'm like yeah I could do this we could do anything ah I am a god like <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with channeling Kanye yeah Retrospectively, we know. But also, you're talking about your own bipolar disorder, and if he also has bipolar disorder... Yeah, so Yeah, and he obviously has gone to the dark side of it yeah. and, and is using his oh powers for evil. But Oh, my uh, God. He's yeah. like, manic man! Mm. Do, 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 do. Oh, <laughs> it's well, and I think that was also before... Um, I knew... I had a sense, like, a while ago, uh, I used to, like, uh, blog a little. Mm. Uh, I was just typing, like things that were like essays that also like I would pull like references so it was kind of like I'd be like yeah check this out if you want to see blah 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 so it was like a kind of academic bloggy thing Mm -hmm. but not you know Um, and there was this one thing where I was like analyzing uh, this album that Kanye had The Life of Pablo and I was listening to it and I was like you can hear signs of disassociation and all sorts of things in this music and I was like there's something going on with this man and we should be very careful with how we deal with him and talk about him because Mm -hmm. there's something very wrong and that was like years before he put out some album where on the cover was like being bipolar is awesome I hate it or something like that right. something, yeah. some shit like that yeah. and it was crazy because I was listening to the music before I even saw the thing and yeah yeah people people experience stuff mm. man yeah but do yeah. you feel like um, having a diagnosis like that mm. uh, it was helpful to you uh, yeah at the same time it's all weird I feel like 
it's definitely been helpful in helping me to like frame certain things mm -hmm. and to understand like certain behaviors or mm -hmm. like tendencies and to be able to like put them in a lens of something because I think when you just uh, going oh um, I'm neurotypical so mm. why am I so fucked up <laughs> like you know what I mean you're just like whoa apparently there's nothing going on here but there's a lot going on here mm. um, so to be able to look at something and you go okay so as a person who's been diagnosed with this thing that there's no test for um, but as a person that's been diagnosed with this thing um, I can see that, hey, if I do something like that, not to judge myself. Right. Or maybe I should do these things, um, you know, rest well and eat well and exercise, or the fucking shit that we're all supposed to do, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, oh, hey, if I do that, then maybe I won't feel so anxious or maybe mm -hmm. I won't blah, blah, blah. So having a framework, I think, has definitely yeah. been helpful. Um, but I think a huge part of, like, receiving a diagnosis is then going to destigmatize it within mm. yourself yeah. and to not be so weirded out by the idea that you have a diagnosis that it like stops you from yeah owning it mm. yeah it definitely spent some time like in hardcore denial and yeah now I don't know where I am I think <laughs> I'm just trying to like do good things yeah uh, well you talk about it you, you talk about it on stage you're also you know you're kind of known for being like uh, really honest and really fearless and all the stuff yeah. people say about female but, comics when they just talk about their lives you know what I'm saying <laughs> yeah, they've yeah. not heard women talking about that stuff ever. I'm just like yeah. ah, I don't know man I feel like what what happens when you just try to keep it real mm. you know yeah. yeah, you talk about that stuff. That's really cool. Do you think? Thanks, um, Morgan. Yeah, I think you're an excellent stand-up comedian. Yeah. You're like, very good. We're learning. We're baby. We're very new. We have a lot to learn. We're very excited to do so. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny that you think of yourself in that because I think you've got. I mean, in such a short space of time. So let's go back to like you coming because you came to the UK like relatively recently, and then in yeah. that time you've just like September sixteenth. You're fucking kidding me. It's like you've really like you've set up Femmes of Color comedy. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck it up. Beautiful. I love that pun. Thank you. Uh, it's actually the work of my flatmate who's brilliant. Uh -huh. And I was like, it's the films of color. Films of color. I was like, it's F O C. We're like, F O. We're like, fuck something. We're like, mm -hmm. fuck. Something's fucked. There's fuck. There's mm -hmm. fuck there. <laughs> and um, my flatmate actually runs the Cocoa Butter Club, which is a yeah. cabaret company of performers mm -hmm. of color. Um, and so it was, I think, my work with the Cocoa Butter Club and my work with the Guilty Feminists that mm -hmm. kind of uh, definitely spawned fuck it up. Because for me, it's like both of them in a blender with other elements mm. um, where the guilty feminist was like I want to give uh, you know uh, femmes and comedy women trans non-binary mm. people a space mm. um, to like work together and whatever and I just noticed that there was so much convo in the green room and stuff that was often like you wow why have I never worked with you mm. there were all these comics who were like I've never been on a lineup with you that's insane yeah, and these talented yeah. women who've been doing this you know 5, 10, 15 years mm. that haven't been able to spend that time with each other and I was like I don't think women of color really get that as we're also tokenized on these lineups oh, yeah. we don't get that green room moment to talk about that one show or that promoter that makes us feel a little weird mm. or this cool opportunity mm. that we saw like these moments we're missing out on them so I just kind of wanted to create a space for that 
Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's like really shaking things up. Like I think it's interesting. Do you do you feel like It's so simple as well. So simple. It's so fucking so simple. And you go, why hasn't anyone done this? And now I'm getting all this like love and respect for being the person who's done this. And I'm like, guys, it's so like you know what I mean? It takes like a pinch of bravery to say we're prioritizing the experience of people of color on stage and off. It takes like a yeah. smidge of to just say, and hey, that's what it is. Do you think of yourself as being like a threat, mm. like scary? Because I think there are people in the world who are genuinely scared of oh my you God. and your comedy and femmes of color. I know, I know, Smorgan. Well, what's amazing to me about it is, guys, like, I feel like people have looked at me, like, there's some people that Mm. I work with on the reg, you Mm. know, and there's some women of color even who Mm. look at me and be like, whoa. And I'm like, guys, it's not that serious. Mm. If we were in America, I'd be normal. Like, you know what I mean? The (laughs) idea that you're looking at me at radical says more about what's going on here because I'm not even doing anything. Mm. I say white people sometimes, Mm. jarring. (laughs) But, like, um, so for me, it is really interesting. Um, Also, the idea that uh, something I found interesting was the idea that my um, being around certain people in certain spaces Mm. might be some kind of might be seen as some kind of vouching for them mm, or whatever or also being seen as some kind of like hyper woke thing when mm. it's just like no nah, I'm just learning um, and I find it important that we all try to learn mm. you know but I don't know all of the good bits and I always say like all your faves are problematic like all your faves <laughs> yeah. are problematic including me yeah. um, it's interesting seeing kind of like the perception that people have Um, I've found a lot of, like, empowerment, strength, and also just learning things uh, within, like, feminist spaces. Mm. Um, I think... I think people do too much to, like, prescribe certain things to certain people Mm. and to be like, whoa, you're so socially conscious. (laughs) It's like, I watch a shit ton of trash TV. I don't know what happens on the news. Please don't give me too much credit. Yeah, why the fuck are you in charge of it as well? You know what I mean? I had to teach myself what referendum meant recently. Like, I don't need this for you guys. (laughs) Yeah, why the fuck? I'm just a silly girl who (laughs) thinks that other femmes of color should get paid for their opinions because comedy is interesting industry that takes a bit of skill and confidence and a point of view and I feel like if we can empower Mm. you know uh, femmes of color and empower them give them you know whatever help with that confidence Mm. and get them some money for their opinions that's what's up (laughs) (laughs) yeah I can see why that's terrifying yeah (laughs) but I'm just like I'm like people are out here you know um being very influential with their thought. People are uh, accrediting too much to comedians. I'm like, whoa, what a great thinker. Oh, my God, wow. Mm. Uh, you know, like Dave Chappelle, they're like, oh, wow, he really just framing things in a different way. And it's just like, yep, that way is gross, guys. Yeah. Um, the, um, I think there's an interesting thing, though, where you can tell that someone is scared of something if they try and sort of, like undermine it and be bored by it because there's mm. it's brilliant if there's like there's a great video of you and Sophie Duca talking mm. about your periods on oh, online God. it's so funny period drama period drama um, which was a cool thing to do but every time I talk about it I know this the production team was all dudes and yeah. I don't know how who allowed them to make that it's amazing I don't know who permitted them they were doing the pre-production like interview and I was telling them like I was like oh I want to talk about this thing and blah 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 mm. my IUD and he was like what's an IUD and Jeez. I was like like, how are you making this project? <laughs> no. Who let you do this? It, oh, God. 
yeah. There's the, the comments on it are all just like, oh, why Ew. do we have to hear women talking? So about gross. This? And I don't like, know because honestly, excluded. because the men asked me to, exactly. because the men offered me money to do so. That's why. But I think the more the more um, <laughs> the more excluded uh, certain people are from the conversation that you're having because yeah. you're just having a conversation between you, the more threatened they get because it's like, yeah. but everything in the world's yeah. for me. Come so on. if this isn't for me because it's not about me and stuff I'm interested yeah. in, am I invisible? Like, am I dead? It. Am I a ghost? Yeah. Because what? <laughs> these two women seem to be getting on phone without me, and I don't <laughs> understand what's happening. <laughs> what is happening? I demand to see the manager. <laughs> exactly. I demand to see the manager. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, tell me about um, <laughs> tell me about how you came to the UK in the first place in oh. 2016, which is like yesterday. So stop it at once. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so weird. Also, like I need people to understand that I've only been doing like I was doing improv before I got mm-hmm. here, but I've been doing stand up like a little while after I got here. Like mm-hmm. one of my really? goals for myself in. December of 2016 mm. was to do stand-up in London. I was like, you just need to go out and be what? brave and do this. And, like, what? I had gone up maybe, like, three, four times before that in spaces that were not good for me <laughs> in L.A. But basically how I ended up here oh, was actually... horrible for stand-up. Oh, yeah. my God. It's horrible for most things. It was yeah. horrible for my little crippled self-esteem. I was literally for my, my mm. weak self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> You're pointing at me like, oh, now I'm back on track. It's yeah. fine. No, I was like, did I say crippled? And I was like, I don't use that word. Is that a word? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, we got to cut that out, Sam. I will, I, will cut, I, will, I will cut out the word crippled. I think crippling is fine as a word. Do you know what I mean? I don't know, Sarah, and that is the fear. That is the real fear. <laughs> you might say a word. You might say naughty things. Oh, That's literally, I feel like the guilty feminist is kind of like... Oh, man. That, and it's not hard because I'm generally, like, mm. I don't say a lot of, like, fucked up stuff, you know what I mean? But I think that kind of thing of being like, oh, what? Mm. You know, it just makes you check yourself, which is low-key a gift in itself, yeah. um, which is to have that kind of mentality of, like, being considerate and not compromising your shenanigans, but going, like, hey, hold on, is that a language yeah. going to, like, alienate someone in a fucked up way? Um, which is definitely not the same as you can't say anything these exactly, days, which is what people exactly, think is going yeah, on with stand-up. It's Dave. like you literally can say anything. You can yeah. say it, you are saying it really you know loudly I mean? now into a microphone. Can't, you just said it, and then you said that you can't say it, but you just say it. It's not it makes sense. Um, so, sorry, we were talking about you coming to the UK. What, yeah. what, what, what prompted that? Because you were doing UCB, right, in LA? Yeah, so... Um, yeah, so basically, I graduated with a theater degree in Texas, um, but I was like, the theater uh, does not connect to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, my family and friends don't go to the theater. Why would I try to spend mm. my life uh, on the stage in that way? But I was like, I do like entertainment. I do like, more than anything, the power of entertainment, not just the idea of entertaining people. Mm. Like, making people laugh is fun, mm. but it's not everything you know, I like telling people something. Yeah. Um, and I feel like sometimes making them laugh is like a caveat. It's like a requirement mm. of telling them something the way that I'm currently allowed to tell people things. Mm. You know? I know. Yeah. Um, like I have to. There's not enough jokes in there. 
<laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, dude, it's lame. I don't know. I was like, I think I'm going to do something else. And then I moved to LA and I was like, these people are scary. I was like, everybody's so hot. I don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. I was like, everybody's so talented. Well, I thought I was a green haired girl. Why are there 10 green haired girls with my same wow. face? Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Wow. Just feeling like whoever you are and all the things that you've kind of held on to. Um, I think it kind of shakes it. So any advice I ever have for anyone moving to L.A. is know what you want. Know, yeah. like, as best you can, know who you are and what's important to you because it'll shake your shit up. Mm. And my shit was already in bad shape. Yeah. Uh, and I was looking at uh, TV work online, and I was like, I think I want to work in television. Yeah, mm. I don't think that. And I was like, in front, behind, what is any of this? No one will let me in front. No one will let me in front. No one will let me in front. Um, am I good enough to be in front? Who am I in front even? Mm. Um, and then I was looking at jobs that I wasn't qualified for, like production manager. Um, and I was like, yeah, I've never been a manager, but I do understand the concept of production. <laughs> so basically how I moved here was uh, to pursue a master's in television because I was like, I don't know enough um, about what I think I want to work in. Do I cool. even want to work in it? Yeah. But also, I studied abroad in London in 2014. Nice. Um, and I really, really liked it. And um, that wasn't like an easy thing to do. I was like, Mom, I really want to get out of this country for a bit. I think studying abroad would be great for me and blah, 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 mm. blah. Um, and so we like scraped monies together. And I came, I left. And when I left, I was like, I really want to go back mm. I was like I really like that place there's something about it um, cool. yeah so made my way back I don't know yeah. so you came to the UK and you studied production um, yeah. oh so, yeah. yeah so basically the first the first set that I did mm. um, out in LA mm. uh, one of the first ones was at this club where the audience was looking for some different kind of humor <laughs> and I was like yeah I'm looking for a job and it's hard it's sad out there you know what I mean I was like I'm hungry <laughs> And I was like, uh, and today I went to an interview at a bikini bar because I thought that maybe if I couldn't find a job with my clothes on, that would help. It didn't. Uh, and they were, like, not in the space for it. And to be fair, I was real sad. Um, but I was finding my feet, and it wasn't allowing me space. Mm. And I feel like if I were to try to hone my skills there, I would be a very different person on stage. Mm. And I'm really happy uh, to be here where... You know, people are just like, tell us stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Oh, black American one. <laughs> it's like, whatever. <laughs> cool. Uh, so let's talk about your choices. Cheers. Uh, tell me about your... <laughs> I love this. We... Normally before, some, sorry, not always, but sometimes before <laughs> I record, people tell me what they're going to bring in and talk about, so I do a bit of research and stuff like that. So I have no idea what you're going to talk about. Yeah, I know happening. one thing, I know the one word that you oh said to me, you're, the thing that you were scared of, your scary, favourite scary film moment is. <laughs> well, the, all of the Leprechaun series, <laughs> basically... There were all these, like, movies that would come on on, like, daytime, like, regular network what? TV. And, like, all these movies would come on, like, whether it be, like, late at night or in the middle of the day, and they would just abuse the leprechaun. Like, I don't know how much... I think the, like, money for, like... Was it whenever you play something over and over? Oh, royalties, royalties or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I feel like those fees must have been super low or something because they were just playing that shit over and over, and it just scared me. Like, the X-Files scared me, mm. but also that, that freaked me out. You see Nightmare on Elm Street, but that, that 
leprechaun. He was like climbing out of the bottom of a tree stump. It was just really weird. His face was so creepy. The luck of the Irish is being packed and shipped to a little town in South Dakota whose luck may have just run out. It's, um, it's yeah, it's a, it's a really odd, unsettling. Odd, it's, it's got that kind of unsettling thing of like it being a comedy. Yeah, and it being, but is it? Yeah, is it's that sort my of, one? Like it's slightly camp and slightly, but then it's like Warwick Davis. I couldn't Davis. clock that as yeah. a child, and I haven't no, no, seen you, it you, since. Exactly, because, you bypass yeah, this when you're a kid. You it was don't just get that it's terrifying. Yeah, and when I like, I was googling it earlier this morning because I was like, I'm gonna send a clip or something, and uh, to see that it said. Uh, comedy just, horror I was like what's funny yeah and it's something weird about it because it's not like it is horrifying in itself oh it's God. it but like also cross represented with me as a child who's just like afraid of shit yeah because it's, it's well it's got that thing about it that's like you're sort of not meant to be too freaked out by this and it's kind of like oh. camp but if you're a child you don't understand what camp and funny and ridiculous yeah. is I'm the kind of person I was like this I was like this guy is over the top terrifying <laughs> just trying to find like I'm just finding like random clips on YouTube but uh, the thing it's like Dude. okay so here's Jennifer Aniston with a leather jacket and a shotgun so she's looking so wild yeah but she's, it's full 80s, like... Oh, no, 93, Jesus. Yeah, so I was born in 94. This is pre-Friends. You were born in 94? Yeah, I don't like Fuck. to talk about it. All the way up. Uh, <laughs> is your email address? Uh, like, uh, came about in 94. Uh, <laughs> came about... I could have given birth to you, Kima, and that worries me. <laughs> That's very exciting. That's really cool for you, because you're a cool lady. Yeah. you got to stop saying that. You know what I mean? Like, so we're just watching Jennifer Aniston pulling up a well I mean she's why would she do that though you know what I mean I think there's a kind of weird plot line where it's like she's got to find his gold for some also, reason also I'm an only child so a lot of this viewing is done alone yeah I'm a freak and I'm the kind of person that let's just say I just started Stranger Things a couple months ago right. because I was afraid it was too scary when season one came out I'm pausing it now because I can't see anything exciting happening. No. It's just it's Jennifer Aniston. It's just spooky, man. Yeah. Like, for me, I think, yeah, I don't know, scary stuff. I'm just like, life is terrifying enough. Yeah, you don't like a scary film? No, not too much. My flatmate has actually desensitized me to it. And recently, I was thinking about some people I know that really love horror, and some of them have been people that, like, their lives have been, like traumatic enough mm. and I'm like are you chasing bigger thrills yeah well no that's the I think there's, some, <laughs> like, there's like it's there's some kind of like like there's like a safe space kind of thing with it where yeah. like for me I mean I love horror and I love scary things and I love but it for me it's like this synthetic like fake yeah. version but actually there's kind of one the thing that occurred to me this morning and I you may disagree with this highfalutin theory I have because you do I'm drag for, right I love falutin yeah do you love a highfalutin theory I'm my favorite. this is my highfalutin theory you do drag right yeah You're a drag king called Lil Testies it's True. Fucking amazing. He's a huge dick with yeah. little testes. <laughs> and he's 
Like, I love it, but I heard you talking about it on, uh, and you were saying like, you were kind of annoyed how much women are attracted to Because yeah, tell me about it's testes. Scary. It's like this, Honestly, like, weird that's scary for me. Yeah. Um, just to see, like, people be so attracted to this, like, me doing, like, a male embodiment. Like, yesterday, mm. someone was like, but I feel like, you know, he's, like, a part of you, or, like, he's in you somewhere, and mm. that scares me as a concept. Because <laughs> you're, you're going, well, you go to a really dark place with him, where it's like, you're wearing, yeah. you're wearing like, a Cosby jumper. You know what I mean? <laughs> and like you look really hot. You're like a really hot dude. And you're just like, skeevy. just absolutely. So skeevy. But to me, yeah. you see that I love drag kings because they're like a safe space. Yeah. They're this, it's like watching a horror film where it's like you are saying as Lil Testy's doing like saying the most gross, like misogynist, mm-hmm. like all the kind of scary shit that women think men yeah. think about them all the time. And because yeah. you're saying it, it's like we're it's allowed safe. to laugh. It's safe and we're allowed to laugh. And yeah. it's like, and yeah. It scares me sometimes though. Like, do you enjoy it? Just get you because you like it too much. I I have fun. So for me, I have fun exploring, exploring uh, less than exploring like maleness mm. or this problematic dude because I didn't want to portray like a sexy guy or like some drag kings are like, oh, this would be an ideal gentleman. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, I love those. You know? They're just like oh, the perfect yeah, track. Like, I'm well, a nice guy. And <laughs> like, like, no. They're like, um, well, a traditional drag queen who's just like, everything yeah. it's one of the best yeah. things about women, like blown yeah. up to a thousand I'm lead. a beautiful lady yeah. and I'm graceful and elegant. Yeah. Exactly. And I have nice titties. <laughs> like, no. So you, you, you don't, you're not doing that. You're doing, yeah. Like the worst okay, things. Okay. And I think what freaks me out about, um, yeah, like doing that, because for me it's like somewhat channeling something, but mm. somewhat a character. Like he, he's a character. Yeah. Um, I've, you know, made these choices, um, and then beyond the choices, it's kind of free flow, mm. right? Um, but yeah, people getting attracted to him too much freaks me out because I'm like, I'm hot, right? Am I hot? I'm hot. Um, but also people, I think I have stuff tied up around like gender and stuff. Yeah. And like, I feel very much like a woman. Mm. Uh, a lot of buds that I have, their exploration mm. of drag is a bit deeper mm. and I think I'm also a person who I very much feel like I like I'm like into dudes and love some dick mm. but I have an internalized like homophobia a bit where I don't know if I could even admit to myself if I was a lesbian <laughs> like so I have this huge fear about like like a lot of people I know who through doing drag have been like you know what I feel like I'm non-binary mm. or some of my friends who are like whoa, hold on, that was, like, one of the first steps in them uh, finding themselves as a trans man. Mm. Um, and so I'm just, like, freaked out by people getting too into him or feeling like he's too much me. Oh, you think it might send you over to the to the pan I side? don't know. <laughs> like, I'm just like, what? I'm just like, don't look too deeply into it. But it's it's my internalized shenanigans, I think. I love that. I love it's that you're fucked like, oh, up. I mustn't, oh, I mustn't dress up as a guy and up. say yeah, sexy not, things to I must women. not have too much fun. Like, I'll take off my makeup not too long after but also I've had someone like I've um dated someone who met me while I was in drag Mm. and then we were like doing stuff doing stuff Mm. and they were like um they're like I just want you to like tap into that that little testes and I was like it was a a non-binary person and I was like little testes Mm. doesn't come here (laughs) 
I was like, little testes <laughs> does not come here. Mm. Little testes is real. So, yeah, I just have a lot of weird feelings about it. Mm. And I'm thinking about doing him at the Fringe next year. A lot of yes. people are like, Kima, oh, debut, debut. Mm. And I'm like, no, I'm not in the mood. I would love to get better at comedy first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so sensible. I was just like, no, I'm I'm alright actually. I'm okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> but uh, what gets me excited, and I think would be really fun, is like him. Yeah. Uh, but my fear with that is that people will really enjoy him and enjoy me less. Give me um, an example of the kind of like the sort of thing he says or does that's like you know as a joke, and you think people are taking kind of too seriously. Um. It's tough because it can be anything. Like, mm. even there's one, I think, one big thing that was a huge reservation for me initially was that people would see him as a portrayal of black men and mm. not a specific mm. man, mm. you know? Um, and initially, uh, I did a performance in a space where I usually wouldn't, so it was kind of a pubby type thing mm. uh, it wasn't like a lot of the drag I was doing earlier was in queer spaces because mm. that's where a lot of uh, was in a lot of queer spaces because yeah. that's where a lot of drag happens sure. um, and that was a bit uh, safer where still you might fear that he's being fetishized for being like a gangster e black mm. man you know yeah. um, but you do what you can to wiggle around that and in this place uh, there was a guy who was like yo 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 testes my man he was like oh shit and like doing all the worst things that like a white dude could say oh god a white dude yeah he was like yo testes oh 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 and I was like this is so gross and I was like I feel like in this moment I've somehow empowered you to say this shit to me so I think some of my fear is that um also I don't want any black men in the audience mm. but at the same time they wouldn't be because they would know that it's yeah. not them yeah, you know what like I mean cartoon, yeah, yeah like so it's just there's some stuff in that mm. and then in the like sex stuff with uh, I think from that experience of someone being like yeah I just want just let little testes take over and I was like no there's a lot of weird feelings tied up in that guy. Yeah. I just don't want people to get so excited because people, like, love drag. Like, I think, like, people are just so tickled by the mm. idea and, like, gender play and all sorts of stuff like that. But I don't want people to get so excited about mm. Little Testies because I do him pretty well. Like, when I'm in the zone, I am in the zone. But I don't want people to get so wrapped up in him that when I am like, hey, I think I'm ready to do, like, a, a cool show, mm. people are like, where's your beard, bitch? Yeah, where's, where's the character? That does do you happen. Know what I, mean? I think that used to happen. You with, don't with... matter anymore. <laughs> you want your man self, but that's not me. <laughs> I'm a cute girl. <laughs> My mate bought a toaster. We go through celebrities' Amazon purchase histories so you don't have to. Keep calm and love Dom Jolly, novelty keyring, yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love that. The G-spot. <laughs> the good vibrations, guys. Green dot laser sight rifle gun scope. I bought that quite a lot of times, I think. Right, okay. The sex doctor's guide to keeping it hot. Ah, oh, interesting. Did another child come along nine months later? Yeah. <laughs> Loads of great apps up now and new ones dropping every Monday. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster from Great Big Al. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What are you, uh, what were you scared of as a kid? Besides the leprechaun. Besides the leprechaun. <laughs> uh, I remember, so I was afraid, I had some uh, shit to be, I feel like, afraid of. One of the things that um, still gets me, I would say, but then really gripped me, mm. um, was uh, death. And, like, my own, yeah. but other people's. Mm. And I remember specifically, um, my dad was dropping me off at my grandma's house. And I don't know what I had seen that day or felt or whatever, you know. Mm. Um, but as he was, like, leaving, I was just like, don't go. What if you don't come back? Oh, wow. uh, and I was like, what if you die? And my dad, which this is hilarious. You can tell like, he was just fucking trying. He's so emotionally... <laughs> Stunted, <laughs> but it was so funny. Like in the moment, um, I was like, "What if you die?" And I was like, "I don't want you to go." Blah blah. Um, and he was like, "You don't have to worry about that." And he was like, "I'm not gonna die until I'm very old," which doesn't help. Uh, and then and then he made it worse. And he goes, "How old are you?" And I was like, "I think I was like eight or some mm. shit, right?" And he was like, "I'm not gonna die until I'm." 88. And I was like, what is this 11 math? Like, you know, he's like, oh, I'm going to multiply. And I was like, great. Now I'm just counting down until fucking 88. Mm. But um, it was just a really interesting moment. And I, I remember it specifically because it was someone having to, like, calm down my fear before leaving. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah. Like, he couldn't walk out the door. Like, without, do you know what I mean? Mm. Trying to, yeah, soothe that in a really weird way of being like, oh, I'm going to do some death math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think what's weirdest is, like, for someone who's so kind of freaked out by the concept, like, I remember, um, <laughs> like, a little, tiny little narcissist crying because I didn't want me to end. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be gone. I love it. And I was like, what do you have to do? What do you have to contribute to society to not be gone? Be a stand-up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I won't, like, I can't, like, say for sure, not mm. for sure, but that's mm. probably a part of this issue with, like, <laughs> like being like, I would like to make a stamp. I would like to make a mark on the world <laughs> because it. I'm going to die, and I hate that fact. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god, I love it. Yeah, I fucking cried. Like I remember just crying, like at night, and just being like, "We're all gonna die. I'm gonna die." <laughs> did you have any like pets? Did you, did you have that thing where your parents like prepared you for death with like a pet? Mm. Ugh. Not really. I mean, I had pets. I remember, like, my uh, favorite dog, Amber, was dying. For someone who's so afraid of death, I'm really weird around it. Like, Mm. me at, like, a funeral or whatever. Really odd. Like, I don't know, man. When when it comes to, like, actual death, I'm, Mm. like, a psycho. Like, and, like, I'll, like, like, cry and stuff. Like, genuinely, like, I'll, like, think about it and, like, Mm. cry. But, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, the weirdest funeral person. Like, I'm definitely making jokes. (laughs) I'm like, am I a sociopath when it comes to actual death? How so? What do you mean? What do you do at funerals? I feel like I'm just like, there have been people in my family, basically, who have died where I felt like I should have cared more. Right. Like, I'm like, I should be more sad. Mm. Why am I just actually bored at this funeral? (laughs) Like, I, I feel like you guys are crying, and maybe I should cry too. Um, but I'm actually afraid of, like, the day when, you like, a funeral comes, and, like, I do care. <laughs> I'm like, ah! I've showed all these feelings. Like, my grandpa's funeral was mostly just hilarious. Really? Yes. Because uh, we found out that there were more people in our family than anyone had ever acknowledged. Go on. Yeah, I found out that my dad, who's supposed to be the youngest, has four younger siblings. Nobody told me about this. Even more hilarious, because one of my uncles, before finding out who was that, tried to hit on me outside of the service. One of your uncles? Yeah. We were, like, outside. It was, was like, a small, weird moment. But it was interesting, because whenever, like, my dad was like, yeah, this is my daughter. Mm. This is your uncle. He was like, oh, word. (laughs) I was like, yeah, old guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's a good hit rate if you're at a funeral. If you hit you on someone, I mean. they're going to be yeah. your relation, right? Yeah. There's a good, there's a great possibility yeah. of that. But this man was reckless. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Well, that's the, that's yeah. a spooky. I like your this weird soap opera life, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's All pretty right. exciting. It's a fucking oh. movie. I knock on wood a lot. Yeah. Um, and, like, sometimes people will be like, death. And then I'm just like, knock, 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 mm-hmm. knock, so knock, 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 knock. My current fear is insanity. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm so... I had, um, like, I talk about in the uh, TED Talky thing, but I had mm. one, I've had one manic episode, mm. like a big thing. Yeah. Um, that kind of set all of the, like, mental health diagnosis, stuff in action, medication, different mm. things, even my awareness of my own state of mental health. Um and I try, I feel like you don't do yourself any favors by, like, holding on to a fear or by ruminating over the idea of something mm. happening. Um, but losing my shit terrifies me. Mm. Just the idea of not being in control yeah. terrifies me. Mm. Um, and it's so scary. And then it, it makes you, like, it, like, I'm actually afraid of myself or that there's a part of myself that maybe mm-hmm. I, like, won't be able to control or something. And it's just, like the worst oh my god that sounds that sounds it is shitty and it's in it's in me you know and like I I feel like um, the worst part about that fear is I feel like the more you focus on it Mm. fixate on it the more power you give it the more you're almost manifesting that insanity yeah 
Yeah, that makes completely like don't think about the thing yeah, that yeah yeah that makes thinking sense. about going nuts will drive you nuts. So what are your uh, coping mechanisms for this? I uh, cry. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Yep. I scream a lot. I cool. lash out. Fabulous. I think it's important to lash out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody not lashing out, start lashing yeah. immediately. It'll feel so <laughs> Have a good lash. What I've been trying to do, and what I was trying to get going um, before the fringe, but kind of, I think, um, Le Fringe kind of threw, <laughs> um, it throws everyone to a spiral. And I wasn't yeah. even there the entire time, but I feel like my sense of, like, routine or kind of calmness was, like, mm. thrown into a blender, and it's not the same. Uh, but what I, I was trying to get going was being uh, in my body a bit more mm. um, and just trying to do things that, like, actually, like, make me feel good. Um, yeah, and so working out, but not in a weird, like, going to the gym and, like, lifting stuff mm. since because I don't know how to do that, no. and that scares me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that seems to the gym, weird to like, me, yeah. Like, walking into the gym is probably more terrifying than if I, like, walked into, like, a chemistry lab. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'd be like, ah, oh, cool, surf, so, like, sulfur dioxide. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. But meanwhile, I'm looking at, like, a 10 kg weight, and I'm just like, what is a kg? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, gyms are fucking horrible. I don't know what like, this means. <laughs> I, I, mistrust, I, I mistrust people who go to the gym unless they're a gay man, because obviously then they you can know what fuck I mean? over the <laughs> 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 it makes sense. Yeah. Cool, you have your reasons. Yeah. I fucking, I, oh, it's terrifying. Like, I love exercise, though. Exercise is, like... So good that seems the, cool. But the the whole the thing about looking after your brain, it's, it's like when the, when you realise that, that there's a thing that's fueling your brain is like your mm -hmm. body, which is like where the Whoa, blood goes, right? And you're like, too oh, much. my this is too much. I know, but that's what, like, that took me until I was like 35 yeah. to realise that. Well, because people don't talk about because it. Because I'm this a nerd, a... I should also worry about the body that is supporting yeah. your brain. Like, well, yeah. there's a, a conversation mm. that I've been having quite a bit recently, which is people don't talk about. Mm. When people talk about exercising and stuff, or even diet, how you... Mm. Eat, yeah. not diet. That's such a weird word, but yeah, you know, the yeah. loom is what you're eating. Mm. But, like, when people talk about what you eat and how you move, it's often in relation to the physical appearance of your body and their perception. Like, mm. even uh, one of my friends recently, uh, and we have a relationship where we, like, joke and stuff, and so I know that she meant, and we've had this conversation even, mm. but she was like, Girl, what you been? Not been eating or something? She's like, what's going on? And I was like, I was like, what's up? What do you mean? And she was like, I was like, you talk about, you talk about uh, my legs and stuff. He was like, you talk about my waist and stuff. And she was like, I just feel like it's a lot of definition going on there, a lot of tone. You know what I'm saying? And like, it was funny. She was like, have you not been eating because you look toned? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it couldn't just be that you've been like, no. you know, oh, well, she knows like, yeah. it didn't exercise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but the conversations I've feel like that we often have or that we hear around mm. exercise has to do with like how you look or like abs yeah. Yeah. you know and like tight thighs so uh, switching the conversation like recently a lot of my friends um, have been talking about how and some of my friends with bipolar disorder have been mm. talking about how uh, exercise and stuff has like made them uh, feel a bit more at peace mm. you know um, yeah. a bit more energy in a positive way or whatever and then other friends you know talking about how working out makes them feel strong and capable mm. yeah and I'm totally. like oh shit 
I'm, I do not. I'm really into the kind of uh, the, the kind of weird secret army that people seem to mm. be building, where suddenly all my friends who wanted to be thin now yeah. want to be like buff. They want to yeah. be like ripped, yeah. like fucking yeah. hench, to quote yeah. Jessica so Fortescue. Yeah. yeah, they want to be like they want to be like uh, like muscle yeah. super women. And it's like, what are we training for? Because I'm in whatever it is. The I want to like Sarah Connor from Terminator Two. It's the gender war, fam. Yes. What are we? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're on. <laughs> it's the gender it's war. It's the gender war. We're gonna be like so fucking rich for it. To. I was joking around. I'm mm. like, I gotta learn how to swim. I gotta start reading more. I blah blah. And these are things that I want to do for like mm. my own blah 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 blah. But I like to joke that it's because of the race war. <laughs> and I'm like, if the race war happens, all they have to do is put me in a like a body of water. We've lost a soldier. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, I gotta be a well read because uh, stereotypically racists don't want me to be a well read mm. <laughs> so white supremacy and mental health are my only motivation <laughs> it's so messed uh, up you've all got to, you need fuel for something yeah I'm like I gotta I need better cardio just in case I have to outrun racism yeah yeah. <laughs> the concept of racism. I'm not fit no, enough to fucking, outrun racism. There's worse things to outrun yeah. than like, the, like my own past mistakes and you know the patriarchy. I mean? Oh, yeah. God, can That's we good. outrun them? That's oh, I we want can it. try. I want it. Let's try and get our oh, 5K God. up. Get on Runkeeper. You know. Let's see. There should be a button yeah. on Runkeeper that's just like Straight the patriarchy is oh, Speed up. Be quick in that pace. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Every mistake you've ever made is 5K behind ah, you. Oh, my God. Oh. Jesus Christ. It's weird, man. I feel like there's so much fear to be had, and I really um, I want to work my way out of it and kind of empower myself. Yeah, you what's the what answer? Because I mean? this is a podcast about fear, but it's not about like fear being like a good thing. It's what yeah. we can learn from it and what we can... Uh, laugh about at it uh, yeah. and kind of all go I feel like if we can all look each other in the eye and go yeah I'm mm. fucking terrified at the moment then it's yeah man then it's then it's okay I think that's something I've felt in the air recently also mm. is people trying to like realising that other people are in very similar boats yeah uh, and trying to keep it a bit more real mm. uh, it's almost a trend if people are, like allowing themselves to be vulnerable with each other and being like hey yeah. can we do this because we've not done this, and it's yeah. been hurting me. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, for me, a huge part of the the fear, um, or, like, trying to combat my current fear, has been about talking. Like, I recently uh, got my IUD ripped out. Um, I would say removed, but that's not what it felt like. Ooh. You know what I mean? She I, fucking I exactly yanked mean. that shit out. She was like, cough. I was like, what the fuck? It was horrible. Well, I, I realized that I've been on birth control. I got prescribed birth control as, oh, because I was on Accutane when I was a teen. Mm-hmm. And Accutane is like a hardcore uh, acne medicine okay. that like dries out your shit and like wow. fucks up your body. Wow. It's actually really interesting the measures that people have gone through to clear their skin. Like Accutane, you have to be on birth control if you're on it. Uh, because it will give your kid, like, severe birth defects. Oh, jeez. It's that serious of a fucking acne medication. Mm. It's hardcore. The things that I've fucking done for dermatology. um, (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so I was prescribed birth control at, like, 15, and I've been on it for the past 10 years, like, consistently, whether it be, like, uh, a pill, which, luckily, oh, I was so excited to move on from those because... Mm. I can't remember to do anything daily. Mm. Um, you know, pill, nerve ring, the one in the arm, 
the uh, IUD one. Mm. Um, I realize I've been on this for a long time, and I don't know how that's impacted my mental health. So I think you've always had hormonal, reason. yeah, mm-hmm. for fifteen years. So interesting. Um, yeah. So just kind of so trying to not understanding that there's only so much control I can have. Mm over the situation and that by trying to be in control, by being afraid of, like, losing control, that's not helping. Well, yeah, you're sort of kind of handing your body over to, like, this kind you know. of irrational, like, massive yeah. estrogen or whatever, you know, the stuff yeah. that happens around the... Yeah, For you're like, years, this, and is I have my brain, no this is idea. my brain, this is my brain on estrogen. Yeah, the yeah. effects. Yeah. So just kind of uh, removing that... Mm. Uh, from the equation and just seeing what that's like and what's interesting is um, my mom is diagnosed with bipolar disorder mm. uh, my grandma is diagnosed but I don't let that define me um, <laughs> great <laughs> phenomenal it's great to know for my medical forms though can we define it then yeah, yeah. Um, madness but my mom just got off of a birth control thing mm. uh, recently and she was like she feels less nuts and I'm like one it's definitely too soon to tell <laughs> yeah. but also you know what I mean mm. like she's been off it not a really long time um, but so having this idea removed um, thinking about it but also talking about it with my flatmates mm-hmm. uh, and with my, my flatmate and you know a person that like she's seeing or whatever and just kind of being like and I'm wondering how this is going to affect me and there's also something called the Morena crash which uh, a good amount mm-hmm. of uh, people experience when they remove the Morena um, something something progesterone who fucking knows mm. um, there will be like a dip in uh, you feeling happy <laughs> a solid amount of people experience this and whether it be for a short period of a few days to, like, a few months, um, it can be so low a dip that you feel suicidy. And the idea that removing the yeah. birth control could result in this whole thing, terrifying. But you, you at least have the comfort of knowing that it's, that like, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's not and you. I've it's not your it brain. It's like I've this talked thing. about yeah. it with, you know, folks. Um, and what was really cool is one of the responses uh, from the person that my flatmate was seeing, she was just like, well, you know it's a thing, so you can, like, try to keep an eye on it mm-hmm. and, like, talk to us type thing. And I was just like, whoa. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? A bit of fear lifted. How, how um, cool is that, though, to be able, like, to, yeah. to know that you can just go up to someone to go, yep. having a bit of a weird day? Yeah. think it's because I have my IUD out. And yep. not being like that guy yep. on the, from the BBC who didn't know what an IUD was. The people around yeah. you just going, like, oh, cool. Do you yeah. want some chocolate? <laughs> it's that bit. And I think can, can conversation I, yeah. has been really important. Yeah. Can like, I find you a relaxing thing on Netflix you know, to watch? Yeah. What about just chill? Or even yeah. just yeah. like, uh, yeah, just being like, I don't even know what's going on. I feel really weird to be like, cool. Yeah. Like, you know? I, but, oh. it's, it's, it's so cool how, the, yeah, the, it turns out the world doesn't stop turning if you just say to someone... Yeah, no, there's something going wrong with my brain today and I just need to be away from people. Mm-hmm. And and it's so much better than... Like, you could just make up... You could just go, I've got the flu or I've got a... Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's just you like... You could also uh, show up and um, be really unpleasant. Yeah, that's the other thing. Yeah, which I try not to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, shove it down and then try to be pleasant, but then... You know. Yeah. Oh, it's like whack-a-mole. You can't like you. You bash one like yeah. I'm gonna be like super empowered, and then yeah. like pff, some other horrible part of your personality pops up. Yeah. I feel like a lot of my 
decisions might be dictated by that fear at the moment. Interesting. A solid amount, but I would say not really in a horrible way because I'm working to minimize it. Mm. Um, and I think I want to be at a place of acceptance where also one thing that helped me understand what's going on is that um, shit doesn't happen for no reason. Mm. And uh, coming to understand that has been really beautiful because, mm. like, if someone's, like, depressed, um, even though they might not be able to explain it, mm. some shit went down. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and whether it's something that... Um, say someone else would react to and uh, maybe it's something that was not such a big deal to someone else mm. actually is a big deal to them yeah. and maybe they can't admit it to themselves that it was a big deal mm-hmm. like you know what I mean but like there are always there are reasons why shit goes down mm. um, you know when I'm feeling really really stressed out and whatnot, it's not for no reason it's because I don't know where my money's at and I gotta pay my rent yeah. like you know what I mean like shit happens for a reason mm. heartbreak it's still hard for me to acknowledge how much space that takes oh, up yeah. in my, you know. Oh, man. Break, a breakup is like a oh fucking my God. bad illness. Like, you're physically yeah. fucked up. You're mentally fucked up. It wasn't until... You make crazy decisions. Yeah, it's... Oh, oh God. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Someone told me recently that they had a, a breakup, and they were like, yeah, um, I think they were talking to me about why they feel uh, like they have a good relationship with their agent or something. Mm. And they were like, blah, 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 really understands me. Like, recently um, I had, like, quite a bad breakup. And, you know, uh, when I, like, I told them about it and they blah, blah, And it wasn't that they were able to say that to their agent, but mm. it's that they were able to acknowledge that that will, that can mm. take you out. You know what I mean? That can really affect you. And that they weren't afraid to admit that to themselves and then admit that to someone else. Yeah, totally. Well, I think the world is much more understanding of anything to do with love and romance because mm-hmm. we have, you know, the entire fucking history of the planet is built on people fucking and making babies and therefore falling in love it. and all that stuff. So I was like, I wonder how, um, like, I was like, you get kind of distracted with love and shit. Mm. And then on the other hand, I was like, how many is the reason why we get so eye roll when someone writes a show about a breakup is because there mm. are so many to be written. Like, you know, because there have been so many, mm. and, like, we're a bit, like, oh, we've seen oh, so many. Oh, you like a stand-up show about a breakup. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There's so yeah. many fucking shows about love. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's interesting. There's very few shows about being on your own. Or, yeah. like, <laughs> I like playing Scrabble or something How like struggly that. that is. Yeah. Or fucking masturbating every <laughs> night in the hopes that eventually the thing will grow arms and hold you. <laughs> no one's chatting about it. And by the thing, you mean... I'm yeah, afraid it'll be your that's right. Also, which is really upsetting because I had a really nice wand. I don't want my I don't want my clit to hold me back. <laughs> I just had it. See, I oh went, my god, I went way darker than that. You sounds like the that sounds like the most elevated like version of fucking yourself. Yeah, like a giant clit yeah. that can hold you. Up. Yeah, but you know it is holding you, but from the inside. It's just You're right. You, yeah. Oh, because it's like a network yeah, it's like of reaching, like yeah. it's like a network of uh, what's the word? I wanted to nerves. reach up to my heart. Oh, mm. my, maybe it does. Perhaps. Maybe I hope there's so. like nerve endings mm. going from your clit. Yeah, all the way. <laughs> that's really warm. That feels nice. That's oh, nice to think that's about. That's a nice thing to think yeah. about. Um, that's lovely. You a little hug a, from the inside. You should do a show about wanking. Yeah. Next year, little testies for the you first know, half. Call it solo play. Solo play. Uh, uh, uh. It's really annoying because it's just like, yeah, it's like, oh great, I came. <laughs> <laughs> 
cool. I mean, I'm more like, oh, great, okay, man. Yeah. No, I'm fucking bored at this point. I'm like, will someone else do it for me? <laughs> so, besides uh, your... Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I love it. Besides your Edinburgh show next year, which is yeah, going to be called, a little testy. Oh, great, okay. Oh, great, okay. <laughs> she came. She saw she conquered. <laughs> I think the I would call it... Story. I think if I did a little testies mm, one, no. uh, I think I would call it Balls Deep. An evening yes. with Lil Testy. I'm, I'm genuinely nice. scared to come and see Lil Testy's now. Because yeah, if, if I fancy him, then I'm going to be yeah. like, am I objectifying Kima? Yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> the answer is yes, and it's okay. Okay, do I, I have consent? Love it. Um, my mom once responded to a photo of Lil Testy's and was like, damn, son. And I was like, calm down. Literally, son. Yeah. And she was like, <laughs> she was like, my friends love Lil Testy's. And I had to tell them to calm down. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah, um, straight up, 100%. So I guess what I'm saying is, you know my mom, so feel free. <laughs> so as long as it's not incesty. Yeah, go for it. I mean, I could be your mom, as we've established. Yeah, like, yeah, you that. might be my mom. Biologically, Can I, I cast you as my mom? You. <laughs> I'm trying to write a show about my mother-daughter relationship, sure. and I think I found my mommy. <laughs> <laughs>